Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to follow us on uh, the, the Facebook and the Twitter. And go on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars, great review. Make sure you click the subscribe button. Do the same with the YouTube page. And while you're at it, go to the website, miserable-reckless.com. Got some blog content for you. That's miserable-reckless.com. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick things off. All right. So I was on a road trip, a little bit of a vacation last week. I had the weird uh, situation of listening to this podcast while on the road. More on that later. Um, Good. Uh, We went on a trip, as I mentioned. Uh, We went to Hilton Head down to Harbortown Golf Course, which is pretty cool. Got to see the little lighthouse down there. Sarasota, Jupiter, just outside. Orlando, Gainesville, Jacksonville, did the whole Florida Man experience. Uh, Myrtle Beach, and then the Norfolk area to see my brother. So we got to see my wife's grandparents, uh, her aunt, my aunt and uncle, um, who I lived with actually for a period of time. So that was cool to see them again. Um, Some long lost friends. And then as I mentioned, my brother's family and our nieces. Um, My bad. Let's skip to that real quick. Um, as you may have heard, we went through South Carolina and North Carolina on the way down and on the way back. Um, you would think that we would have, you know, maybe not spent so much time in Myrtle Beach or Beaufort or some of these other lesser towns comparatively to uh, the greatest town on earth, which is Whitefield Beach. Um, we only stopped there once. I'm glad that I fought for it because when we, when we left on Friday, we crashed in Greenville. The only thing I have to say nice about Greenville is that their elevator is still inspected by Sherry Berry. So for everybody out there um, who knows what that means, that's a North Carolina joke. But uh, anyways, we woke up in the morning. I listened to Marty and McGee. Uh, we drove into Wrightsville Beach. I mean, if, if there's a way to wake up on a Saturday, that's the way to do it. On a Saturday, we went to Sunday's Cafe, which I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, I'd never been before, and I really wanted to go check it out. Um, and, uh, and my bad is that was the last time we went to Wrightsville Beach for this trip, which leads me into my ugly. Um, well, we had planned to return. In fact, that's why we drove from Jacksonville Beach to Myrtle Beach was so that we would be primed to go there on Saturday morning and really just enjoy some time in Wrightsville Beach. Um, yeah, well, that leads me to the ugly. There's really nothing pretty about seeing your wife puke on the side of the road. In Jacksonville, North Carolina, uh, she had herself a night <laughs> at the Bowery. And I, I did get signed off, by the way, on this <laughs> to talk about this. She had herself a night. And we can go into this later on when we speak about uh, this establishment that we went to. It is a Southern classic. Trust me, we didn't stop at any roadside dive, although we stopped at a few along the way. But um, my ugly for the week is definitely positively 100 and. 10%, 1,000% going to be um, my wife's performance. I thought she was top of the class. I thought she graduated valedictorian of kicking ass and taking names down in Dewey Beach. And Myrtle Beach ate her for lunch, spit her out, and she was talking <laughs> short soup on the side of the highway. So uh, let's just say that she made her mark on Jacksonville and uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. And we'll go from that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my good was my trip. My bad was how much time we spent in Rice Bowl Beach, which was easily an hour. <laughs> Still not enough. <laughs> Typical addict behavior for me. And then uh, <laughs> my ugly was, uh, was uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and put my wife on, on blast there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan, good, bad, and the ugly. All right. <clears throat> well, I got a good, great, and ugly for this week. Um, start off my good. Keeping it with the last couple of weeks, keep it with uh, Virginia Tech's baseball and softball teams. Um, <clears throat> both of them still kicking ass, and Tech's softball team is currently ranked number one in the uh, the nation. And uh, whooping ass. On the baseball side, they are ranked five now. Um, highest ranking, I guess, for the ACC in the in the rankings this season so for them it's awesome um but i'm sure with my luck of rooting for teams like certain one of our other friends once we uh start rooting for them they uh will shit the bed and uh choke so i'm not buying any t-shirts or any jerseys no no, I'm not going to talk about it on Facebook, not going to do anything. I'm just going to quietly watch it uh, other than talk about it on here. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we'll keep it at that. I'm not going to I'm not going to be in misery like one of our unnamed friends who all of his sports teams he roots for just give him nothing but misery every single day, year in and year out. <laughs> do they sell the Vinitech? Number one ranked softball shirts for one week. Fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would go to the great... store to buy the North Carolina number five. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure after top. this conversation, I'm sure by next week, they'll both be out of the top 10. So who knows? <laughs> uh, my great is uh, my daughter Bridget had uh, her ear, her tubes put in her ears this morning. Um, from all accounts, the surgery went great. Crystal took her this morning. Um, so she could be with her. Everything went good. She got home and she was talking up a storm after her nap, just perky and happy and dancing to music. And it's like she had she hadn't been like this in a good month or two because she's been just dealing with the ear infections for over over two months. So I, I think it's, <clears throat> it's safe to say that she probably couldn't hear much of anything for the last two months, which sucks because it, it just. Yeah, I feel so horrible for her with that. Um, my ugly, as a starting probably Sunday night or Monday, the entire family went through an entire bout of a uh, stomach bug. I, it was horrible. I, we don't go into details because if anyone who's ever had a stomach bug, they know what they are and what they do to you, <laughs> you know, for all accounts. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave the details out, but um. Yesterday, Brody, uh, he got, was it, what was yesterday? Today's Thursday. Yesterday's, well, yeah. Yesterday's Wednesday. Yeah. He got sent home after throwing up twice. And Crystal was already down for the count. So they were both at home. And as soon as I get home with Bridget, he's just laying there on, on, the, uh, on the floor watching TV, not moving. <laughs> And then when uh, Crystal, at the same time, later that night after she got Bridget down, she went to the ER to get fluids because she was shaking and could not keep anything down. So she was at the ER for probably a good three or four hours 
getting fluids and COVID and flu tested. Meanwhile, Brody, who never wants to be held anymore, had lay, was laying in my arms as I read him his book last night, and he just fell asleep snoring. <laughs> so I laid there holding him for a little bit while he slept and then put him back into his bed. Um, so that's been our, our week. And tomorrow's Friday, so. Dang, you've been put through the ringer for a week. And everyone's health, happy and healthy, hopefully as of tomorrow, so. Go with that into no energy into the weekend. <laughs> I feel for you. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. God bless you. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, I got a, a sad, a funny, and an ugly. Um, so I want to I'm gonna bring us down to bring us up, and then I'll, I'll guess bring us down again. Um, <laughs> the first down is a sad one, though. It truly is a sad one. Uh, this past week, within the past week since we recorded last name, Naomi Judd of The Judds mm-hmm. took her own life. Uh, the night before she and her daughter Winona were to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, they were massive, massively successful uh, country duo for a very long time. Uh, even had done, you know, I think, did they appear at the ACMs or CMAs recently? Yeah, recently. Or the other? Um, just a very sad and tragic thing. Um, she had talked about her mental health struggles in the past um you know it, it's just a, it's a sad situation um and they were uh her both of her daughters so ashley judd the actress is her daughter and winona judd who she sang with is her daughter they ended up accepting the um the country music hall of fame induction award the next night but you know it is uh national um mental health month so there's people out there feeling like you need something you know don't be afraid to reach out to people who care about you um so to be to lift us back up again i told you guys no one was allowed to take this this week the uh great university of texas longhorns who have i believe the greatest sports program in the history of the planet horns down always um, they uh they had no players drafted this year in the NFL draft, none. And I thought, I mean, you know, not, one, not one, not one. And I'm not one who really not even a punter or a kicker. Yeah, not not some like, like seventh round or something. Yeah, nothing. You know, I'm not an NFL guy. I don't care, but <laughs> I do care when apparently, uh, apparently neither does Texas. Well, yeah, I do care when UT is uh, <laughs> on the headlines here for being, you know, I, horrible. My, yeah, awful. Yeah, what what, do, what are they going to do when they're in the SEC? Like, this is just going to be awful. This is going to be the biggest. They're going to become Missouri. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest <laughs> error ever in the history of a university for them to join the SEC. So go ahead, you heard it here. UT, no players drafted. It's funny, funny enough, it's wonderful. Funny enough, there was more players drafted from in the NFL draft from the Texas Tech basketball team than it was Texas football. <laughs> <laughs> Which is is awful. 
So no, that's anyway, that's funny. Rackham Tech um, runs down. Yeah. Well, I got a good kick out of that this week. That that brightened things up a bit. Um, last ugly. Um, we so generally on Sundays, my wife and I do watch American Idol when the new seasons are on. We kind of like the new reboot of the of this series, and I I intentionally bring this up in part because Angle was complaining about having to watch American Idol earlier in the week. Um, with her grandparents. I'm so yeah. glad Crystal doesn't watch that. Look, with her grandparents. Yeah. Uh, l- listen, who doesn't love Lionel Richie? First of all. The man is a national treasure. Uh, you got <laughs> Katy Perry on there. She's a little crazy sometimes, but she's interesting. A little? And then you, she was hotter with Luke. long hair. And then you get what well, she constantly changes it because you know her real hair is not what you what you see. And then the uh, and then you got Luke Bryan, who um, you know hasn't made good music in a long time, but he's kind of a goofy, funny fellow. And you know he's, he's a nice guy. Watch. He's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> the Gomer Powell of country music. Yeah, pretty much. He's hard not to like. Yeah, Let me I mean, just put it that way. So, um, and interestingly enough, this is, has nothing to do with my ugly. Uh, my wife's CEO actually met him at a uh, golf course, a local golf course, when he was playing a show here in town. He had his kids and everybody there. Said that he was like the nicest dude. First of all, he didn't recognize who he was for till basically the conversation was over. But uh, he said he he was the nicest dude and that his kids were like the most respectful, like, yes, sir, no, sir, Southern children you would ever meet. So Luke Bryan's a good guy in my book. So here's where I'm going with this. <clears throat> they had old, uh, Scotty McCreary on because he won American Idol many years ago. And it's the 20th anniversary of American Idol. And he sung uh, When You Say Nothing At All, which is a fantastic country song. But as often is the case in the world, they said when they put up the name of the song, they put Alison Krauss as the artist. That is not correct. It just grinds my gears to no end. (laughs) It's always, always, always her version that's played on the radio or that's given credit on television. It's Keith Whitley. Keith Whitley, when you say nothing at all, is the best version available. There should not be another version that's played consistently, or at least as the first choice, other than his. And it really, really just ruined my night to have to sit there and be like, all right, Sky McCreary's going to be on this. I'm a little excited about this. And then have to look at that. Shame on you, American Idol. Shame on you. That's what happens when you let the suit men in L.A produce a show and then a country star comes on there they don't know what they're doing yeah and they actually have quite a few like country people who have come through the show and like gained success and they've got two or three people in the show who are in the country lane you would think they'd know a little bit more about it but i guess they don't you got kicked off now that i'm invested uh well the monday night show was not a kickoff it was a anniversary show they brought back a bunch of people who had won or almost won the show in the past this is what i get for watching one two shows back to back i just thought they were kicking people off left and right so well they're down at seven uh, i have to tune in on sunday i don't know maybe i missed something all right whatever i guess i'll have to tune in 
Apparently, I'm missing Scotty McCreary, my second favorite country, current country person of all time. <laughs> my favorite, second favorite country person of the past month. Well, yeah, because of all time. We'll get to this. We'll get to this next week. Song of the month. Miranda Lambert put out a banger. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see which one you pick because I have two songs on that album that I really like. But Scotty, funny enough, used to buy everybody shots at Napper Candies back in the day in college. He's a nice guy. The girls used to give him um, uh, study guides before the test, and he leaned over to me one time in uh, one of our comms classes and said, "Hey, man." You have uh, been studying the study guide, and I looked at him. I said, "What study guide?" There wasn't one. He goes, "Oh, that girl over there uh, gave me one. I thought everybody had one." I said, "Nah, it's just you, man. I don't have a study guide." <laughs> Sounds like NC State work, kind of like Carolina. <laughs> well, he, he wasn't a uh, collegiate athlete, so no funny business. But <laughs> all right, so that brings me good, the bad, the ugly. Um, good. Uh, for all you MCU fans out there, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness came out today. Went and saw it after work. Really good movie. Recommend. Yeah. Not going to have any spoilers, but recommend. Go see it. Um, bad. That, but on my way leaving the movie theater, I had to stop to get gas. And I remember a time not that long ago that I drive a Toyota Camry. Pretty fuel-efficient car. And it cost about $28 to fill up. I looked at the pump when I filled it up, and that son of a bitch was fifty seven dollars. Yeah, ridiculous. God damn, ridiculous. Like, there could be no language. scenario where I'm spending almost sixty dollars to fill up my fucking Camry. This is a problem. So, gas prices, inflation out of control. We're all poorer for it. I'm angry about it. I had the pain at the pump, as they say on WRL. All right, and that brings me to my uh, my uh, interesting for the for the weekend is uh, this weekend is the the home series for NC State baseball against UNC. Um, Friday night's game's a sellout. I, I wasn't lucky enough to be able to get tickets in time, so I guess I'll be watching from the television. But um, be a fun series to see. And then the other thing is, I'm interested to see if um, how how the Bruins fare at home because you know Bruins Canes Canes up two nothing uh, in the series going back to Boston. So. Be interesting to see there. I know how much Ryan hates Southern hockey, but Southern hockey is uh, where the the best teams are, it seems like, these days. But we'll see. I don't know. It's it's different when you go and play on road ice, so it could turn around for the Bees. I don't know. If you logged in at 6.30, under my bad, I had just a a ton of nastiness about Southern hockey fans. And I said, this is a Southern podcast. I'm going to keep it classy. Apparently the Bruins were on the same vacation I was on. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> also, note to self, I know we've had some people in the past that have been connected to the brass at the Hurricanes. Maybe don't hand out white towels, okay? Because then the people on the TV, they say, and the fans are waving the white towel. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Hand out red or black or Maybe hand out red with the little black thing in the middle so you can do your storm surge Viking nostalgia thing together. And it would be awesome. It doesn't really matter what you're waving when you win the game. Hang out, wait, man, hang out, hang out <clears> some <throat> black and gold ones with some blood on it. Win a, win a cup. Win a cup in the last. Uh, uh, having to move the, he said win a cup, and now he's having to move the goalpost to win a cup within a <laughs> specific period. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Hey, the last stat that I'll give you before we go into the uh, NASCAR update is through all the matchups, regular season, and the playoffs, the Canes have outscored the Bruins this year 26 to 4. So, terrible. 
And if we lost Patrice Bergeron, which this is so not Southern, the main guy for the Bruins now the Char is defected. Um, is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, he scored three of those four goals. So we've been outscored. What was it? 26 to one, basically. Yeah. You- without him. Yeah. It's 26 yeah. to one. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, Willy Wonka licking the wall there though. Yeah. Well, Marshawn, you know, is he still licking people? No, not yet. <laughs> we did have some guy haul off and, uh, and hit somebody flat out in the chin with their stick. And then they were like, what, me? High sticking? Like, <laughs> oh, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I think the Canes are on their uh, third string goaltender at this moment. It wasn't the goalie that we hit, although he tried to fight Marshan, so. Oh, no, I'm talking about early in the game, the goaltender got knocked out of the game. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. So yeah. they're on their third string goaltender now. So you had a goalie who had started four games, barely speaks the lick of English because he's literally like from what, the AHL, I think? I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and he decides as the announcer said during the game, they go, he doesn't care. He's from Russia. He'll fight Marchand. He knows who that guy is. And I was thinking like, if Brad Marchand has made it to Russia, like the Bruins have actually made a name for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever. Anyways, (laughs) that's your Southern hockey update. I hate Southern hockey fans. I'm going on record as saying I hate all Southern hockey fans except for Nashville Predator. All right. On that note, moving to the NASCAR update. Now, speaking on behalf of all NASCAR fans from the South. <laughs> 60 seconds. 60 seconds. He's like, you know what? I hate these Southern fans. All right, now. 57. 57. <laughs> now, this is an easy one. Um, so, for weekend look ahead, so oftentimes we don't have a lot to say. This weekend, we actually have a lot going on. Two things. First of all, um, we're racing on Easter this year and we're racing on Mother's Day. I know we haven't raced on Easter before. I don't believe we've raced on Mother's Day. I'd have to go back and look that up. It's the throwback race at Darlington this weekend, which leads me to the awkward position of saying, um, do I want to go hang out with my mom or do I want to watch the throwback race from when I was hanging out with my mom while dad had it on in the radio in the garage? So uh, <laughs> anyways, it's the throwback race at Darlington. It's from the 80s. They always pick a theme. Everybody dresses up. They got their fire suits and their race cars are all decked out. So if you like NASCAR in the 80s, back when it was cool and it was great. And I know Chase Elliott ruined everything in 2016 when he came into the sport for the first time, even though it had been ruined from 2011. Uh, Sorry, 2001. Pick it up. Pick it up. 10. If you like NASCAR back in the day, maybe this is the race you turn in, tune into, especially because uh, it's the only race that's at Darlington, and that is one of the crown jewels in NASCAR. I'm not going to try to sell you on it much more than that. Bring we're back seven, the Winston Cup. We're 78 episodes in. If, if you don't care about NASCAR, darling, then, then we can move along to things you care about, like maybe the Kentucky Derby. We had a whole podcast last year about it. We're not bringing uh, our buddy Brett back because uh, between me and hey. Brett last year, I think we basically took out a horse by accident. So um, I'd just like to go on record a year later and apologize. I'd like to apologize for taking out Bob Baffert from the sport for a year. We'll take responsibility for that. We'll take responsibility for the fact that Medina Spear is now, rest in peace, a winner of the Kentucky Derby who was just wrongfully, um, you know, just stripped of their title. Um, they, I'm, I mean, not really far from the tree here in Louisville. Um, they should put on the. They should have the Kentucky Derby championship banner 
on the outside of Medina Spirit Stable, just like it is for the Louisville men's basketball team. They should just be hanging right outside the stadium. They, they should hang them next to one another. They should put a banner up. That would be amazing <laughs> if they did that. Um, for those that don't know, or this is your first time listening, or you're regretting listening, um, the, the Kentucky Derby is in Louisville. And uh, the three of us, um, Morgan, myself, and Dustin, went to Louisville. We've gotten enough traction out of that story. But when we were in Louisville, we saw that the, the banner, the vacated 2013 banner, is hanging outside of the KFC Yum Center, um, which is about as petty as it gets. And I think it's awesome. Um, we this, all know who the champion was that year. For this weekend at the Derby, there's a clear favorite. Um, it's a horse called Zandon. Uh, you also have two other favorites, Epicenter and going back to hockey, uh, but hockey from the North, Messier, who was a famous uh, hockey player for the New York Rangers. Um, I'll give you the, the lowdown on this very quickly. Messier would be my pick to win. I'll keep it simple. He's written by John Velasquez. Uh, John Velasquez is a very famous jockey. I'm not going to go too much into this. Just going to tell you that if you bet on John Velasquez, it's a good bet. He won last year on Medina Spirit. He had recent success on this horse, Messier, in Santa Anita, which is a big deal. It's in California. He won tw- uh, He won and got second in the two races he ran. Uh, previous success in horse races at Santa Anita means a good, a good bit of uh, traction at the Kentucky Derby. Um, I would tell you to don't bet the rail, but it's an interesting story. Here's why. The rail has uh, not won a race at the Kentucky Derby, and for that, I mean the horse that's all the way on the actual rail post. He's in post number one. Um, they haven't won since Logan's been alive, basically. <laughs> for, for over Logan's lifetime, that, that horse on that post is not won. However, they have a favorite that has done really well that for the first time is kind of posted up on the inside there. So uh, that could be kind of interesting. The name of that horse, in case you want to keep an eye on it on Saturday, which is when all this takes place, is Mo Donegal. Um, like the sweater, I guess. Donegal, I don't know. Two things to remember if you happen to tune in this weekend and you're confused by Dale Jr. and Rutledge Wood and their seersucker suits. An exacta pick first and second in correct order. Uh, $2 last year, if you did that, it would warn you $503. So again, if you paid attention to our podcast last year, you would have won $503 like somebody on this podcast. Uh, Trifecta. If you pick first, second, and third in the correct order, $1 last year would have gotten you $1,600, or sorry, 1696 last year. So again, if you picked first, second, and third, and you picked in that order correctly, so Medina Spirit, Forget, and Hot Rod Charlie was the winners last year, first, second, and third, you would have, $1 would have netted you just under $1,700. There is some money to be made here. And in case you're wondering about how you make the money, you bet on uh, favorite or sorry favorites, and then you bet on uh, long shots like Hot Rod Charlie last year, which is a fun story. Go back to our podcast if you want to hear about that, or you can Google it. It's four guys uh, from one of the Ivy League schools. I forget now. They owned a horse, and he came in third place in the Kentucky Derby. That's definitely a long shot. Um, there's three thirty to one long shots. I'll go through really, really quickly. There's one called Tawny Port. They're all the same odds. So if you, and this, by the way, is of Thursday night at 10 o'clock. These odds do change, especially tomorrow. There'll be races at the track that lead up to the Kentucky Derby. There's Tawny Port, which is 30 to the one. 
There's Cyberknife, which is 30 to one, and there's Pioneer of Medina, which is 30 to one. Keep it real brief. Here's why you should potentially bet on them. Tawny Port has a great sire line, which is important in horse racing. Uh, he is with two other uh, uh, winners, American Pharaoh and Empire Maker. Very short and sweet. The bottom line is uh, those are, uh, they come from the same horse. And this horse wins on dirt. Uh, Cyberknife, there's an interesting thought process there. But the long story short is that he won at Arkansas Derby. If you're not going to count Santa Anita, then you should pay attention to the Arkansas Derby winner. And this horse won, won there. And then Pioneer of Medina, same odds, won by our, sorry, managed her. I'm using the wrong terms. Todd Pletcher is a coach, for lack of a better term, because I can't think of the right word. And this horse is the direct sire of Medina Spirit, who won last year, hence the name. So if you want some long shot odds, um, there you go. So I ran through all the gambling and stuff like that. I love doing this stuff every year. I will casually say that I usually do okay. Our buddy Brett, I think, does a lot better. Although the year I was with him, I think he was kind of uh, cursing under his breath a lot in front of his daughter. <laughs> so I'm not sure that it went super great. <laughs> I may be putting him on blast by saying that. I hope his wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so uh, you guys have anything else that you want to say about the Derby? Will you guys even care? Will you guys even watch? Um, no. I'm probably not going to watch it. I will definitely pay attention to the results. But... Um... I probably won't be catching it. My mom is coming into town tomorrow to help out the weekend, and I'll be doing stuff with the kids for Mother's Day, probably. Is she going to be there all the way till Sunday? Probably till next week sometime. That's cool. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely will look at the um, <clears throat> the results and see what happened. Um, the berries, do you guys have any Mother's Day plan at all? Besides phone call or anything? I may go back home this weekend. I have a card I haven't mailed. That's my plan. (laughs) How does it, I'll put you on blast a little bit. How does it work when you have a mom, but you also have a wife who is mom? Uh, Well, you just tell her you ain't my mama. (laughs) I don't have to get you nothing. You ain't my mama. That's the term. That's the line you use. You don't have a, what was it? What was it you told us? You don't have a knack for giving gifts. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at giving gifts. And I, I don't intend on getting a whole lot better at it either. <laughs> it's like, it, it, this. if this hasn't been a TikTok by the BMAN account, it should be. It's like, when, uh, when Mother's Day comes around, look at the mother of your children and say, you ain't my mama, be a man. <laughs> 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 I recommend that to follow that account. It's hilarious. Like the funniest one I think I saw was his most simple one. He said, uh, when your broad is angry, tell her to calm down. Be a man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Terrible. That's you're 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 cruising for a bruising on that one. It's called <laughs> at Boston Be a Man. Funny account. Gotta follow it. <laughs> Is it literally? Yeah. Is it literally a guy from Boston? Because that's yeah, yeah, in the in the Boston accent too. Oh wow, what, that's funny. What, what, what's that other one? My your cousin, cousin from Boston commercial. Yeah, they have Same a new one too. <laughs> He's playing golf in his like construction boots. Yeah, I've seen it. It's funny. Which checks out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's that's my advice. Use use those lines, and you're golden. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Mail the card to your mama and use those lines. Boom. Mother's Day is taken care of. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> or be smart. <laughs> I can't wait till we do a 30-minute rendition on Father's Day when it rolls around. <laughs> what Father's Day means to me. <laughs> Spent 30 seconds on Mother's Day, 30 minutes on Father's Day. <laughs> hey, now, I, I just think we shouldn't do any holidays. Because holidays means you got to spend money on stuff. And I don't think you should spend money on all this no. needless stuff. Needless. It's all it's corporate constant. stuff. Every time, you, every time you turn a corner, there's another holiday. It's like, mm-hmm. there's this day. There's that day. Somebody wants this. Somebody wants that. Somebody wants to be celebrated for whatever the hell they're into. No. I mean, at, at best, we should have Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe we get you some cake on your birthday. Like, if that's like. the end of it. If you like. Yeah, Dustin, me, and Landon about four years ago put a gift embargo in place for Christmas. You you evergreened the harbor. You just kept all the gifts from coming in. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's no reason for them to get me something that I don't need or want, and vice versa. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of space. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've been saying that for a few years now, generally speaking about Christmas and about even birthdays. It's like, don't buy me anything. I don't have enough space to live as it is. I don't really need anything. If I need something, I'll tell you what it is. You can buy me some pants. You know, like pay pay the electric bill. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Something's useful. <laughs> like that money you spent on something that's gonna collect dust in the closet. That that money could have been well spent on uh on other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows in the today's world the way things are, that would be a very much appreciated. Or or in Logan's case, a tank, a tank of gas. Yeah, $60 <laughs> fill up a fucking Camry. <laughs> That's part about this whole conversation about holidays is that we're recording this podcast on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm pro Cinco de Mayo. I like tacos. Mm-hmm. Especially, but I don't have to buy anybody anything. I just get to eat tacos. Yeah, like, especially that- Taco Bowls, like a former, former president ate one year. <laughs> and depending depending on what you have to come home to, you can get drunk as hell too. <laughs> My wife came out tonight and she's like, I'm gonna pour a drink. And I looked at her like, Was the cake not enough for you? And she goes, It's Cinco de Mayo. And I was like, Oh well, well in that case, one in Rome. Well, in the words of Kramer, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> that ties into the Kentucky Derby. See what we did there, America. We <laughs> Ah. speaking of you just got back on vacation went to go visit a bunch of places morgan why don't you lead lead us into the uh the next topic so for tonight's anchor topic we decided to come up with you know three places we uh you'd like to go to but hadn't been or maybe you've been there but you hadn't been there in a while you know a little beach getaway maybe somewhere up in the mountains maybe it's a concert or a baseball game who knows? Maybe you want to go catch, you know, figure skating at the Olympics if that tickles your your <laughs> fancy, you know. Um, whatever it may be, we're we're gonna throw out our our little top three, if you will, want to call it that. Um, just places that we hadn't been to but want to go, or 
hadn't been in a while and, and want to get back to. Um, Angle, you want to you want to start us off with with one of yours. Brad, I, I should keep it southern because it's a southern podcast. I am going to go with an easy one first, and I will fight anyone on this podcast if you want to say that this is not correct. I swear, if you say something like Martinsville. The Masters. I've never been, and I would like to go, and it's the number one thing on my sports list to do. And we just okay. and man, it was unique to see it in November. That was really odd because of the whole uh, thing that we had in. I've lost track of time. I guess that was 2020 where that happened. But it was cool to see College Game Day there. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Um, unbeknownst to me, my wife was putting in the last two years in the lottery uh, for us to get tickets, which that would have been about pretty much the gift of the century. But she had pulled that off somehow for for regular for regular pricing, like because it's very cheap if you get in, not on the secondary market. I think it's like 115 bucks a day or something ridiculous and then it's two dollars for an egg thing so uh that's where i would like to go i don't think i have to say too much more the masters for me a hundred thousand percent i would just like to go walk the grounds i i uh i don't need to wax poetic about it which is the nice man i'll I'll keep it with you on sports but i won't be it won't be southern even though we are a southern podcast um for me my um you know big baseball fan and uh been to quite a few ballparks but uh i still haven't been to over half of them yet and one of the ones on my next list which i hope to go to this year is uh wrigley field up in chicago um being it's the second one you know being at them and fenway are the two oldest ballparks that i've been to fenway twice um i've been wanting to go to wrigley for a while and also just the city of chicago as well oh, yeah. maybe take crystal and go to the uh the zoo that they have there they have a really decent zoo that i know crystal would love um but it's just it's on my list and you know hit up maybe goose island brewery as well um that that's up there correct yes it is i don't i don't know that i'd recommend it but it is no okay yeah. well i mean obviously before i go i'm going to take uh pointers from from you guys i know two y'all on this podcast dustin and angle been there at least once um but that's you know that's my Did next ballpark to go to I've never been to Chicago. Our trip fell through when my friend, one of my friends who shall rem, uh, remain nameless, decided to get engaged instead of go to Chicago with his friends. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he caused that trip because it, it became too expensive when, uh, well, it was only four of us going. So it became too expensive at that point in our lives. And we understood, but I didn't get to go to Chicago because he decided to buy a ring instead. <laughs> yeah. I hope that works out for him. Chicago <laughs> is the one of the greatest cities in the world during summertime. So go go May to September and okay. you will not regret it. It is a wonderful, wonderful city. I'll be excited for you and living vicariously through you. And I will try not to text too much, but I'll ask that you FaceTime me on your Android, which is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make him carry his computer so he can zoom us. Yeah, just just walk around with it. I'm not buying an eye <laughs> eye turd. That's not happening. So. <laughs> it's just not happening. Anyway, uh, Dustin, what about you, man? 
Well, I, I'm going to do sports and I'm going to do style. So this make you cats happy. Um, I want to go to the Grove. And let me tell you why. I want to go down to the Grove because I want to do all their great traditions, drink their hot chocolate, and rub the deer pee on you in the, in the <laughs> duck stand or whatever it is that they do down there. Fuck all that. And <laughs> I just think it would I'm be kidding. a... Yeah, and I think it would just be great to get in on all them traditions and have a good time and then not have to hear you assholes talk about how great it would be to go to the Grove anymore. So the <laughs> place I would like to go to is the Grove so that I don't have to listen to anyone talk about wanting to go to the Grove anymore. <laughs> Hope it's not on your list. It isn't, but that would be a cool experience. Spoiler alert, it was on my list. You can see my notes. It was on my list. It was on mine, too. Don't we all want to go rub deer piss on ourselves? There's no deer piss. We said we wanted to go to Oxford, not Starkville. I've been on this podcast a while. I know it's something about hot chocolate and deer pee. That's all I really remember. So. Alan Jackson. Hashtag Alan Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my coin. <laughs> yeah. All hey, right. You're, yeah, you're never, I'm never letting the Alan Jackson thing go. Just <laughs> never forget. If there's one thing a DeBerry is good at, it's forgetting and moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Logan. Yeah, so Spoiler alert, Oxford was on there. Don't need to go into a lot of detail. That was on my list. But another uh, another place I do want to go to, and this is something that I 100% have in the works at some point in the f- near future, is I want to go down to Key West, Florida for Mile Zero Fest. It's one of the, the annual Texas Red Dirt Country uh, music festivals. They have lots of stages. They have like the main stage. They have lots of little bars, little side stages. A lot of the artists that I listen to and I'm a big fan of, uh, some that I've had on Country and Cold Cans, uh, all go down there and play. And it, it, I've always heard great things from people that have been there. Um, it, it, it just sounds amazing. Like all those artists I like at Key West, Florida, sign me up. So Mile Zero Fest definitely on my list. So cosign, and because I knew that somebody, somebody would probably take one of my ideas, I have to save a couple and not put them in the notes. And that was going to be my number one that I pulled out at the end. So we don't have to travel together because apparently I'm a Nazi when it comes to uh, the music. We can clip that right there of Ryan Engel says I'm a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) If you play more than four songs. That does happen today. Yeah. Yes. And then we'll make the lead article on miserablebackbreakers.com. Breaking huge if true. (laughs) And on that note, I guess we just found our first sponsor, Doc Martin Boots. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, if you put that with the what did I say earlier, Viking Viking pants, that'll that'll run wild all over the internet. Jeez, uh, it's amazing uh, what you can do with a couple clips. Anyways, going back to what I was saying about going to a Key West music festival with my buddy, <laughs> completely unrelated. Uh, Key West, uh, look it up. It's not what you think it is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> certainly not what I was talking about. So, anyways. Uh, we, what I was going to say is we don't have to travel together because apparently I've been known for uh, uh, hating an artist after four songs. It was pointed out to me that when we, not by you guys, 
that we, I was on a road trip, right? And so when we went down to Charleston, it was pointed out to me that when I was hungover in the car, I demanded that we play something else. And apparently, and I do remember this, when we were camping, I demanded after about five songs that we play another artist, please, when we were sitting around the campfire. So apparently my max limit, uh, Logan, if you want to go to this festival, is you, you, you can play five songs in a row if we're traveling together and you can play no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to go to the festival itself. So, and uh, it's a play, it's a, it's one of the two places in Florida I've never been, I've never been there in 38. And it was definitely 100% at the top number one of my list. I would love to go. And for anybody that wants to know what Key West is like, you should watch the movie or the Netflix TV series Bloodline, <laughs> which is totally <laughs> accurate. Yeah, that'd be a fun yeah. trip. So um, more accurate than um, than Outer Banks. Got it. Yeah, there's no ferries, and um, and and I don't think there's any ferries in Bloodline. I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep it. I'm gonna keep it sports again. Another uh, place I'd like to go to, or that I would love to go to, sooner or one day, would be a uh, Daytona 500. Never been. It's always been on my bucket list, and um, yeah, I've been. I've watched it every year. Uh, I think my dad's been to it once. Um, Dangle, you've been to it. You know, I've had some other friends who've been to it, and it's just the experience from what everyone said is just amazing. And I, it's definitely on my list of places to go. The city itself, I've been to before. I, you know, I'm not gonna take too much time visiting around Daytona again. I, I had my <laughs> fill uh, of that that place. Um, <laughs> but the the Daytona 500 itself, I would love to go to. It'd be kind of those like flying. Go to it, stay at the hotel right nearby, and get the hell out. Well, you have a wife and a family, but so far, the two things on your list, I would love to accompany to, uh, you two. <laughs> Chicago and the Daytona 500. Yeah, Daytona 500 would be pretty lit, and I'm not even a NASCAR guy. I, I think it would be, we'll never get away with it. I think it would be awesome if we could get a camper and go down there. But, I just don't think the four of us would ever be able to get away with it. We could fly in, rent a camper, go out there. You can get paddle boats, and you can go out on the lake, and you can paddle around on the lake out there, which is like on the, on the back stretch of the track. I mean, it's pretty dope, I'm going to say. I mean, I mean I've figured out either that or Democus. What did you say? I said, I figured it was a day turn 500 to go. Sightseeing in Tamakis or something. I don't know what that is. And never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna skip on past. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, another spot that I'd like to go to, and this one's sports related. Um, not a southern town by any means, but a place that I, I think would be cool to visit when it's not freezing ass cold. Well, I want to go up to Boston and I want to go to like tour Fenway. Um, I, I, it's just a really old ballpark, historic ballpark. Mm -hmm. I definitely would love to see that. And then I'm a big, big cheers guy. Love that show. One of the best sitcoms of all time. So I'd love to see the actual location where the outside did the opening to every episode 
was filmed that's and then i'd like to cool. go yeah I've, I've always heard it's it's really cool and then i'd like to go also go to the um the replica bar they have so yeah. th- those things in and of itself uh would definitely like make boston an appealing trip whenever it, like i said it's not uh really 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 cold because my southern blood can't take that you basically described both of my boston trips add in sam adams <laughs> and a little bit of Popeye's chicken. <laughs> also, when you went to Sam Adams, did you see the guy with the beard? Yeah, he's our tour guide. Yeah. They, the yeah. people from the commercials are really like like in the, well, not the cousin from Boston. Guys, they used to be in the commercials are really there making beer and like leading for. Yeah. Uh, yep. And everybody out there acts like Bill Burr. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Boston's Boston's awesome. Um, yeah. been, been in April. It's a little cold. I've been in September. It's a little bit better. Not quite as cold. But yeah, you should do it. I heard you guys needed direction. Uh, Boston needed directions. We were telling where the playoffs were. <laughs> We led them to the playoffs. Well, they didn't quite make it there, but what was it? 26 back San Diego's at? Well, I mean, you can lead a horse to, to water, but you can't get him to drink it, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you to tell your story, but that's not. Running down, the, running down the streets yelling at people in Boston, which is a brave endeavor, by the way. <laughs> In the stadium, outside the stadium, in the bike taxi, like we were letting everybody know, decked out in our Oriole gear, that follow us to the playoffs. We were going to the playoffs. Well, one guy's like, "Yo, follow us to this empty bar over here." Yeah, <laughs> but they, they were, they literally were. That's not a made-up number. I think they were twenty-six back at that moment. So that was in our buddies. So they were. It was. The Valentine 26 year. back San Diego Zach. We let them know about that too. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, one of the other, the other Boston trip was a little more somber uh, on the bike taxi ride because we took the bike taxi from the stadium and it was the night that when we, the, we crossed the finish line of the Boston Marathon on the bike taxi the night before they were to run it for the first time after the bombing. Mm. So it was kind of like a, just a weird sort of moment when you realize you were rolling over the finish line. So, so yeah, I've had maybe a couple of different experiences in Boston that I, I can share with you there. It's a good town. The people were, were nice to us, I guess, because we don't win as much as they do. No one does. <laughs> Not in the 21st century. Yeah. I don't know cool. if I'd be making those claims long term. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool story. I didn't know that about the. Maybe I've been listening, but I didn't know that about your experience with the marathon. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, it was an eerie moment, but it was a but it was an interesting sort of just time in in history. Um, I'll keep the sports theme going. I got a two for one here. Um, don't got to get too hardcore into it. Daytona was on the list as part of two for one go down there um i I always thought it'd be fun but also throw a little uh get out there hold our threes up put some aviators on 
get our black t-shirt mm-hmm. little little tribute to dale i think it'd be a fitting thing to do and then my part of my two for one is uh dega i want and the, the main reason i want to go two reasons i want to go to Talladega. eric church's song um which interestingly enough i've been uh, w- my wife and I went to a wedding in Birmingham and we were going to Florida afterwards and we were rolling down 65 and uh, I never really thought much about it. Like we didn't think about what road we were on until Eric Church's song came on. And then we were like, Oh, we're, we're actually on 65 in Alabama. <laughs> and, uh, and you had to go past Talladega for the path we were going. So that, number one, number two, Marty Smith claims that's the best track best race in nascar so those two things good enough for me so dega and daytona well you guys can see it that it's on the notes the viewers and listeners can't but uh talladega is definitely up there for me i've never been um i think that it's the number one track that i would want to go to for sure um i have been by it uh episode 17 i want to say that may have been sunny ledford um if it's not then it's the one after that was with bill kaminsky and i have been by that track with bill and the band that we were traveling with this is pre-air turf song and i went by it and i remember thinking i lived in wilmington i was new to the south i'll admit uh and i drove by that was the first time i drove by a nascar track i think and I remember thinking, holy shit, this thing is bigger than Disneyland. <laughs> this thing is huge. It is the biggest track on the NASCAR circuit, so I guess I was right in saying that. But I'd always wanted to go back. I've actually never been back to Alabama to this day. It's, it's one of the few states at this point that I've never been back to in the South. And I really, really, really want to go. Um, I'd love to do a, a Tuscaloosa, Oxford, and Talladega. They kind of make a natural triangle. But, um, and there's definitely a way that you can arrange to do the October Talladega race and an Oxford, Mississippi game. You'd be hard pressed to also do an Alabama game at the same time because it's Saturday, Saturday, unless you're really booking it from thing to thing. And that'll be hard to do if you're in the Grove. <laughs> so, um, Saturday night, if we had the experience to go together in Talladega, Saturday night at Talladega is apparently. ACDC times Motley Crue times NASCAR in the 80s times Alabama in general times like I don't know what add in whatever you want it's it's supposed to be a wild wild experience I have heard from my wife experiences about Dover Delaware and she says that Dover Delaware probably hails in comparison to Talladega so all I'm gonna say is that we should put our big boy pants on if we're going to go together, um, we should walk around like it's a zoo and we should just, we should just try and pet the animals lightly to see if they're friendly. And then, uh, and then we should, we should walk around the outside just to see what we're working with before we decide to walk down Talladega Boulevard, because that might be a young man's game. That's all I'm saying. It's probably a reason why ta- our white air church is reminiscing about going to Talladega. <laughs> so... <clears throat> You guys are taking some stuff off my list, so I think I'm done between Oxford, the Masters, <laughs> Chicago, wow. Boston. My uh, 
my last one here won't be a, a new one. It'll be somewhere I've been before, but um, definitely would love to take uh, Crystal back to uh, Bermuda here one day where we went to on our honeymoon. Uh, had an amazing time at a adults only resort and just quiet little beach. Yeah, you know, restaurants on the resort, everything didn't even have to really leave, even even though we did a couple of times, but just to go back and just clear bright blue water, palm trees, quiet, and you know. I'd I'd definitely want to go back there. Got the uh little pub down the street, uh, which is a pretty cool place with cheap food. And had NASCAR on the uh, the big screen. <laughs> Little fish joint around the corner, some cheap, cheap fish, uh, sandwiches, and uh, just relax. Morgan, what was the name of the pub down the corner with NASCAR on the TV? Oh, shit. You put me on the damn spot on that one. I got it if you want it. What was the name of it? The Country Squire. Thank you, Country Squire. I, I know it's country. I was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. As I was talking about, I was like, oh my God, the damn name slipped my damn mind. <laughs> I thought I had written it down. I was looking at my notes and I couldn't find it. And does it um, exist anymore for the rest of us to go to? Well, then. I won't be going there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that entire trip. Though. That's the only reason I was going back was the country squire. <laughs> Morgan's, Morgan's doing the ultimate nostalgia trip. He's telling us about a place that doesn't exist anymore. We can <laughs> What I'm doing is just rubbing it into Ryan's face because he can never go there now. I really wanted to go so badly. (laughs) (laughs) He came back singing the praises of this place. And I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll get a chance. And then I looked it up during COVID and it was like closed forever. (laughs) (laughs) Burned to the ground. They salted the earth. And I was like, awesome. Yeah, I mean, all my favorite college bars are either permanently closed or they're a shell of their former self and not worth walking in and take a piss break in. So I think we all have that feeling with former bars. It's unfortunate. Ray Allen's is still alive. It, well, it's, it, well, the name is still there. Yeah, <laughs> fair. South, South Beach, Miami is what exists now. <laughs> it's just not the same, man. Tables that wobble because they they're not all the legs are not even smell of piss on the floor the bathroom ripped apart every time they got a new toilet in the men's bathroom two days later it's broken again um and morgan's not describing the current place to america she, and she, <laughs> she on what he misses <laughs> yeah cheap buckets of uh pbr <laughs> oh man America well, wonders why we're successful now. It's because we paid a buck twenty-five. We are. We were happy. We we're happy. Some of us were so happy. We we were like, "This is so cheap. I could just take this full one and throw it on the ground and buy another one." You know, that's another thing. It ties back into what I was complaining about earlier. The damn beer prices are too high these days, too. Because you go to uh, any bar and you want a Bud Light or something, God forbid, drink that piss. But if you want one, it's like. Uh, six dollars seven dollars now like i I remember a a time not that long ago that drafts at the bar were two dollars and if you were feeling fancy and you wanted a blue moon with an orange it was 225 like it wasn't that long ago i was in college now you like i used to take 20 dollars downtown and was set now it's like 20 dollars is like a drink and a half so 
America, not what it used to be. Cost too, everything's too damn high right now. I could have told you this about, about when you met me, because when you met me, I was sneaking my own liquor into the bar because I was worried about the prices. <laughs> What's funny is you snuck it into Rum Runners in Raleigh, where it was like $2 for double well drinks. <laughs> it don't oh, look that was you. a rough night. That yeah. was a rough night. Pretty damn expensive where I come from. <sighs> Alan Jackson, where I come from, it's 25 cent well nights, okay? <laughs> on, on Monday nights until that place burned to the ground. And I don't know why, probably insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and I even miss, there was a place called East Village Grill. It's now a parking deck, but it used to be this place called East Village Grill, a diagonal from NC State. And you could go in there. They had karaoke on Wednesdays and they gave you the big 32 ounce uh, plastic cups. And it was bush light on tap for $3. Like, for, like that was, that was a steal. And that was back when, <laughs> 2015 or 16? Well, again, no, that was 2017 because I was out of college. First year out of college. Like now everything's like everything is like uh, Morgan said, it's South Miami everywhere. Everybody wants to be clubbing and pay ridiculous prices for awful drinks. Like Bud Light. Like, well, Bud Light Who sucks. Who the hell but... drinks that candy ass water, man? <laughs> St. Louis. Oh, well, there goes, there goes Budweiser. So sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Natty Light did tweet, (laughs) did respond to me the other week, and I think they're an Anheuser Busch product. So we're we're in good with Natty. Yeah, we should be good with Natty. Like 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 Dustin said, I'm quite fine with not being in good with him. Their tour sucks. (laughs) That whole city sucks, but that's for another. That's for another That's time. That's for another and another and another and another episode. We'll never stop talking about it. <laughs> but what speaking of bars that don't suck, uh, Ryan, I think you have a Southern Spotlight. What if our last podcast is just why Sam sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Go out for bang. <laughs> I like that. I do have a Southern Spotlight. And, uh, man... This may have been undersold, I must say. I've I got to do a lot of different things that I I was able to do on my road trip and uh, like in a previous life. And then it's not fun when you get to do them with your wife. And then I got to do some new things with her. And I don't want to sound sappy, but it is very fun to go do things and see how you both respond to them. Um, enter the Bowery <laughs> at Myrtle Beach. South Carolina. I, I believe it's also referred to as the eighth wonder of the world. And help me with their tagline. Can't, what is it? Can't hide fun. Can't, I don't know. I saw it everywhere. Can't beat fun. Can't be fun. Thank you. Um, apparently, on, apparently we showed up. Sorry, I was a little hazy when I got there. Okay. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little worried it was going to suck. It did not. It's kind of like saving the last. How about this, America? It's summer season. It's like saving the biggest roller coaster in the theme park for the second to last and then riding like your last theme or your last roller coaster that you know you like at the end. Like you're kind of building up and you're building up. You're like, I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it doesn't suck. And then you almost vomit and lose your lunch. I mean, that wasn't me. That was my wife. And, uh, (laughs) and 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 then you get back to the room and you're like, this is stuff I like, though. And you kind of drink that, and it's nice and soothing. So, yeah, 
if you if you go with the theme park ride, that's pretty much what happened to our Myrtle Beach trip. We rolled in about 10.30 at night. We were coming from Jacksonville Beach. We had an extended lunch, shall we say, with a co-worker slash friend of mine. And uh, Florida man, as he's been referred to on the podcast in the past. And uh, so we were, we were kind of booking it through uh, parts of town that perhaps I would have liked to have dawdled a little bit longer at. We get into the Bowery. Um, Dustin, you did us a favor. You and your wife also sent us uh, a bunch of different places. Um, I know we never responded directly to the email, but we saw a couple of the different places you guys pointed out. Problem was that we got there too late. Um, but the Bowery, the Bowery is always there. The Bowery is always the friend that is available for you. The Bowery is always that X that you can go back to that you don't really want to. But see, the Bowery for me wasn't an X. The Bowery for me was the first time. So uh, they've been available, shall I say, since 1944. They've been open from 11 a.m. until 4 a.m. Because everybody knows <laughs> that from 12 a.m. <laughs> to 4 a.m., all the good stuff happens to you in life. I mean, that's when everybody gets married. This is when all your best work happens. You know, this is when you get the point. Uh, I can tell you that the kitchen at least closed at midnight because I was expecting to have the wonderful restaurant that I heard about on the website. And I thought we could just kind of willy-nilly show up and hear about their hot beer and crappy service and whatever. And uh, it was closed. So I guess that was the crappy service. Didn't try any of the hot beer. So I was instructed to go stand in front of the chicken wire. Uh, got the point. Uh, the chicken wire goes all the way across the stage. If I can under, if I can kind of paint the picture, there's a bar on one side, and then in an L shape, there's a bar on the other side, and then kind of in the middle, where you would kind of have the lunch area and a prison scene. That's <laughs> like in the courtyard where everybody hits each other with the plastic trays. That's where the band plays. So there's a house band called the Bounty Hunter. We saw them. They're kind of awesome. Uh, and uh, thought that was pretty cool. I sent a video to the guys. I think that came in or what around 4:45. So you guys Something knew like we, were, we were we were rolling in hot, which is probably a terrible idea on a Friday night. Um, from 1973 to 1980, that house band was Alabama. People don't know who Alabama is. I mean, you guys can fill in. I'm I'm sure you guys have been there, but if people don't know who Alabama is, I want to encourage you to. Um, look in the mirror and ask why you're listening to this podcast, first of all. <laughs> or yeah, just look in the mirror and, and figure out what and how you did wrong with your life. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you know the song, Song of the South and everything else. Um, so a couple things I learned from their actual website. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this. Scuba Osborne. You guys ever heard of this? Didn't say anything about this at the place. Um, Scuba Osborne has a Guinness World Record for carrying 34 mugs of beer at once without a tray. Um, she was one of the esteemed uh, barbacks, waitresses, whatever you, whatever the appropriate PC term is to call them nowadays, servers. Um, so anyways, there's a Guinness World Record that's attached to this place. There's a country Hall of Fame band that's attached to this place. And uh, I'll tell you that when I walked in, I was blown away. Because as soon as we walked in, I was like, oh, these are my kind of people. This is my kind of place. I did go in after midnight on a Friday night. To be fair, we did go by the uh, 
Dustin, help me out. The big ass something gift shop that was closed because I would have spent. Oh, uh, Gay Dolphin. Yeah, I would have spent about two hours in there uh, looking at snow globes and other things that I could have bought and uh, with my ADHD. And then we went to a little Irish pub on the way down. And we're the best part about it is we're we're marking on the way down, like, man, look at all these people stumbling back. Huh, fools. 1030 at night. God, what are these people's problems? Let me just tell you something. If there is video of the two of us, and I hope our employers are not listening, we came back with cuts and bruises and scrapes, and we we nicked every house plant. I hope that they're saving their spring plantings until after Melissa and Ryan came through. Because we, we dang near tore up every single every single pebble plant that was coming back from the Bowery, man. The Bowery, at least I stuck to uh, gin. My wife decided, uh, while I was leaning against the chicken wire, just enjoying the band, my wife decided she was going to go full Miranda Lambert. She was going to start shooting tequila with the locals. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, if you want your jams, jellies, hot sauce, cigarettes, lighters, uh, flags that are appropriate, flags that are inappropriate for the Talladega race nowadays, uh, you can buy all those things uh, at the Bowery. When you walk into the Bowery, I've always said it feels like you're walking into 1978. Which is perfect for me with my HCDC and Fleetwood Mac obsession. <laughs> and Motley Crue, for that matter. <laughs> the band, yeah, the band's fun. Beer's cold. Good spot. Can't be fun. <laughs> when I got back to our house in Annapolis, a very long while later. Mind you, I stopped off to see my brother. My brother is a solid dude. and His wife is a saint. Um, and they're going through a difficult period right now. He's working active duty in the military, is all I'm going to say. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's working to do good work to get people home. I felt so terrible that uh, we stopped off at their house, and I was supposed to be an uncle. And their aunt puked. If you want to hear miserable and reckless, their aunt puked on the side of the road in a military base. And their uncle had to man up. And he was just like, you know what? If the damn Marines can do it, I can drive through this Marine damn base while she's puking. Damn it. <laughs> and we get to their house and we're, and she's like, we made you. We made you. My wife is vegan. We made, or well, whole food plant-based. We made you whole food plant-based. It was so friendly and so nice. And I think she's never said this, but we were just so happy to be around nice. Not that the people in the Bowery weren't. We were just so happy to be around nice, friendly people that just cooked nice for us. We just talked in hushed tones and just, it, was, <laughs> it had been a night, okay? So <laughs> I felt so bad. And I hope the next time I go see them again, we'll be at full strength. But I'll tell you what, if you think you can go to Myrtle Beach and you think you can tame the Bowery, uh, you cannot. Okay. Why don't you try and ride eight seconds on that bull and let me know how you come out. All right. And if you don't like that, Logan, please, can we come up with some sort of, uh, I'll give you the video of us hanging out there and people can comment on it. <laughs> at 37 years of age, I wouldn't have been able to handle that thing at 21. I think I went in wise, leaning against the pickle wire, not doing the fuel shop. And I still came out two days later when I got back from my brother's house. And I'm 
pawing through my uh, pants, trying to do laundry like a responsible human on a Sunday afternoon. And I looked at the receipt for the battery and I said, we spent how much? And I had a small heart attack. So. <laughs> Yeah, the Bowery definitely can get the best of you if you let it. So. But <laughs> highly recommend. Definitely check it out. But for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next time.